0: It is Friday night. Mike Fiddle and I are back going live this week, uh, having a look at the weekend schedule, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. one. I hear
1: something. It's coming from below. I think you've become bad. Almost as if something is moving below us. i a little peculiar and you're an outsider. Perhaps you. Program to bring live broadcast Pump
0: and Don't you feel it? Welcome to the Balls Deep Podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. I am Adam King at Adam King91 on Twitter. At FBI Basketball on Twitter. Uh, come join us. We're going live every week. Uh, bringing in Michael Fiddle. Mike, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you, my friend? Uh, not too bad. Uh, it's been a, an interesting week here in my household, but we, well, we're, we're going to details. A, a week that's kept me away from fantasy basketball for a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's uh, good to be back. Good to be doing the show uh, a little bit slightly earlier today because you have to duck off to an appointment with LeBron uh, shortly. So we're going to get through this. LeBron's there. So, there is LeBron. Yes living best life on the lounge. Uh, Yeah, we're just going to go through tonight's games, uh, look at the weekend and include Monday just for those streaming purposes. Just thought we would touch on some news, quickly injury news coming into tonight. Um, So reading through injury reports. I know Trey Young is available uh, and playing tonight, so he has cleared concussion, concussion protocol. So if you've got him in an IR spot, I would get him active because... There's likely no ramp up or anything here. This wasn't a, a, an injury as such um, in your the, the common, I guess, phrasing of injury. So he should be good to go. He should be good to play his usual allotment of minutes. Kristaps um, Porzingis, unlikely he plays. Did you see his ankle injury yesterday? Saw it live. Looked ugly. He looked
1: hurt right away. He looked upset about it. Went straight to the locker room. If we're already getting day-to-day, I think that's good news. He's not going to be playing tonight, probably not next game either, which is tomorrow against uh, the Raptors, I believe.
0: Yeah, so I think... Sorry. Tomorrow, Celtics Clippers. So, yeah, look, I I think we probably expect some missed games here. Uh, Celtics are in no position where they need to force him to come back early or anything like that. Uh, They've got a, a solid backup in Al Horford. And, uh, and Luke Cornett can then slide into to Al Horford's usual role. So, yeah, I think, I think we, we see some mistime. The, I guess the language that we're hearing out of Boston is that this isn't significant. So I don't think it's going to be a month or anything like that, but probably looking at a week, maybe two weeks, I would say. But we'll see um, what happens there. Uh, Zion Williamson, questionable for tonight. Still no update on whether he's playing um, okay, Trey Young will be on a minutes restriction apparently. So interesting to see what kind of restriction that is. Uh, I wouldn't think it would be 18 minutes or anything like that. It might be 25 to 28. Um, I still think I'd probably get him active. Um, Cade Cunningham looking looks like he's going to return tonight. He probably will be on some sort of a restriction, I would think, uh, just given he's been out for, I want to say, two and a half weeks now. Um, what do you think about him? Is he worth sort of slotting into lineups straight away or would you keep him in an IR spot for at least a game? I
1: actually think with both cases, with Trey and Cade, just check your matchup and then see if you need that player for the rest of this weekend. Of course, we have an eight-game Friday, a 10-game high-volume Saturday, and a short five-slate five-slate game on Sunday. Check if you need it. Maybe if you've missed Trey Young, the Entire week thus far, you're too far behind in assist or three points, or maybe you're neck and neck in field goal percentage and you're actually way behind in assist and it's not worth trying to catch up for that, then leave him on the IR spot and just kind of increase your roster flexibility. And I think same can be said for both cases. If you're close in assists, if you're close in free throw percentage, if Field goal percentage and turnovers are not the biggest concern. If you need some extra points, then of course you get a guy like Trey Young in there. It sounds crazy to say, consider leaving Trey on IR through the weekend, but considering we've reached this point, you might as well just check in with your roster and see if he should come off or stay on.
0: The reason yeah, so- why I said
1: that, Adam, and and, and sorry for, for going on here, is... Yeah. In my exact roster situation, I'm playing against one of the weaker teams in my league right now. And I have Franz Wagner just sitting in my IL spot for the entire week. Cause I don't want to have to drop a guy like Brandon Miller, who we talked about last week, who's been absolutely killing it. Or a guy like Vince Williams, who's absolutely undroppable. And I have these players that like, should I drop Jalen Suggs? Is it time to move on from DeAndre Ayton? And I'm trying to figure this out, but my matchup seven, two, eight, one, and even looking ahead towards next week, The team on the other end is not that big of a threat to me. So I actually feel like if you can leave some of these players in IL spots, it's kind of like a a workaround to the roster system.
0: Yeah, it is. It's certainly a strategy to consider. Um, I've managed to activate him in one of my leagues, but I have Porzingis in that league. So I've just switched them in and out because Porzingis is probably going to miss a week, as we said. So I was able to slot him straight in. But in another league, which I'm looking at uh, here right now, I've got Trey Young in my IR spot. and. If I want to activate him today, I'm going to have to drop someone. And players I'm looking at considering dropping, I've got two who I could drop, Sam Merrill and TJ McConnell. Now, this is a 14-team league, I think, Um, so slightly deeper. TJ McConnell is probably the guy I'm considering dropping there, but he was okay yesterday. He had five, five or seven assists, two steals, played 24 minutes. Halliburton's out again tonight. So I'm hesitant. Um, and Sam Merrill, there's no Darius Garland yet. Um, all I want him to do is hit threes, and he's doing that uh, in, in bucket loads at the moment. And I have Garland in my other IR spot. So I don't know. I'm, I'm look, going to look at my matchup and, and have a look, but there is a chance that I just leave them in the lineup and, and give Trey the night off. Um,
1: do you look- see how many three-point attempts Sam Merrill is averaging? I think it's per 36 if you oh, extrapolate it. It'd be a lot. I haven't looked at this. I think it's 13.3 <laughs> attempts. It's the second most in history behind Curry's unanimous MVP season. Yep. And then third is Harden's nuclear Houston MVP season. So Sam Merrill shooting with that kind of volume
0: becomes must roster. He does. And I think we saw it the other night in the game I think it was the game where he had eight three-pointers. He hit a three-pointer within about three seconds of coming onto the court. Right away. I remember the exact game you're talking about. Catch and shoot. Um, So into the schedule for this weekend. uh, That's why we're here. Looking at the games that you've alluded to this a little bit already, we've got eight games tonight, 10 on Saturday, quiet Sunday, only five games, and then 12 on Monday. So a heavy slate on Monday night, um, Monday afternoon, Monday night. Uh, three in four. So these teams have three games in four nights. Quite a few this week compared to last week. Charlotte, Dallas, Houston, the Clippers, Memphis, Milwaukee, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Orlando, Phoenix, Portland, and the Spurs. And the teams I've got the asterisks next to there are the Grizzlies, the Thunder, the Magic, and the Suns. So they have three in four, but one of those games is on the low-volume Sunday. So the other team's play on the three high-volume nights, whereas they have one game on Sunday, uh, which is certainly a streaming day. Um, Two teams, only two teams with one game in the next four days, and that's Chicago and Golden State. So guys like your uh, Brandon Pajemski, uh, Andre Drummond, Ayo Desunmu, they're guys that you can move on from if you want um, and, and stream in some players on these other teams if we jump to the right. Screen. Okay, so Charlotte. Um, some common names here that, that we're seeing. I've got Washington, Martin, and, and Smith, Jr. Now, this is sort of leaning into the idea that Rosier is gone. We're not going to see Kyle Lowry, I don't think, in a Charlotte uniform. That trade happened after – yeah, that's after we spoke. What do you – I mean, just initial thoughts, I guess. There, there's not a lot to break down, but on that trade um, – Rosier to to Miami, Lowry back to Charlotte. Thoughts on the trade, fantasy impact.
1: I think I mean, everyone has their two cents on the trade. It's been widely discussed. What I think is underratedly important in this transition, Adam, is that the Miami Heat are taking on salary for future years and they're reducing cost in their payroll. They got further away from the tax, offloading the expiring contract of Kyle Lowry, bringing in Rosier, but this. Trading away a first round pick and taking on salary for future years in Rozier is a kind of whisper from Miami that they might be taking themselves out of the runnings of the, is Donovan Mitchell going to become available? He's not going to become available. Look how well Cleveland's playing, but maybe this summer. Is Zach Levine someone that we should try and target and pair him next to Jimmy? I actually think Zach Levine would have been a fantastic fit in Miami. I think obviously the knee concerns and the length of the contract is very concerning, but the style of play would have been absolutely perfect. And we got this question. We could tie it in right here saying, where do we think Levine ends up landing? Probably not Miami after this trade. That's all I can say. (laughs) We'll, we'll see where he ends up. I think Levine should be a high target for 76ers Lakers. I like Levine a lot in raising the caliber of ceiling for a team. Uh, in terms of Miami taking on Terry Rozier should have awesome fantasy implications for some of the Miami guys. It's just going to help their entire offense produce more efficient stats. Not going to help Tyler Hero, but I think rest of season, if you're a Terry Rogier owner and you've been floating with this guy who sits in 60s to 80s pretty much every season and you've been worried about silly season, is he going to be benched? Is he going to uh, essentially be bought out and be a bench player on a contender somewhere? He ended up in a great spot for him. He's going to get his 25, 26 plus minutes every single night. He's going to be asked to shoulder an offensive load. He's going to ask to be have a pretty high usage rate. Miami rests guys all the time. He's pretty durable. So he's going to play in a lot of games without Jimmy, without Jaime Jaquez, without Tyler Hero. And the cumulative effect of it should be a lot of regular season stats for a guy like Terry. Big fan.
0: Yeah, I think – so I wrote an article yesterday for Roto Baller uh, on some buy low, sell high um, players at the moment. Terry Rozier was actually in that article as a buy low. Um, having a look at what he's done the first two games in Miami, he's been he's been pretty underwhelming. Um, but obviously the first game that he played, he barely even landed in Miami. So no time to integrate into the, the offense at all. So second game – Still not a lot of time. Like, I just think if you look at his stats, his minutes have been pretty good. As you said, he's going to have a solid role. He's starting. If you look at his stats from the last couple of games, bump up his efficiency a little bit because he, he has shot the ball poorly. He's closer to sort of 14 points, four assists, a couple of rebounds, one and a half steals, some threes, he's good from the free throw line. So I think he's, he probably his ceiling isn't as high just given that he's on a better team and playing with better players but I think he's far safer and if if yep. his managers are going to panic and think he's going to be top 120 top 130 I still think he's probably top 80 rest yes, of the season yes, for um, sure. so yeah I think it's a, a bit of a buy low opportunity here especially if he has another poor shooting night when they play next
1: just quickly looking at those Miami games and then we'll we'll move on Miami, I know they've only had Terry for two games, but three out of their last four games were Milwaukee, Minnesota, and Boston. So then you come in, Terry's first game is against the Boston Celtics, going against Drew Holiday, Derek White. He's He's been in the city for 24 hours. You got the best defensive guards coming to town. You don't know the offensive system. You don't know the vocabulary of the offense or the defense, and you end up getting smacked in the mouth. And then you turn around and you play the Pistons the very next night. The whole entire team is hurting tired, exhausted, coming off three physical matchups. You can't expect Terry to integrate well into that. But if we look forward to the remaining of their schedule, I think, again, consistency rating going to go up, stardom going to come down. But top 80, 85, guaranteed.
0: On to Dallas. Dante Exum returned in the last game, I believe. Didn't look great, but I don't know. This will be interesting because before his injury – Jason Kidd had gone on the record and said that Dante Exum will be our starter along with Derek Jones. Exum then got injured and Josh Green has come back and is starting. So it'll be interesting to see here whether they go back to that Exum in the starting lineup or stick with Josh Green. Uh, I think both can have streaming value. Obviously, whoever's starting probably has the edge in terms of looking at them as potential streamers. And then I think Derek Jones, who who was really good there for a little while. He's cooled off a bit, but Kyrie Irving is still out with this thumb thing that's going on. So I think all three are names to consider. Uh, Anyone else in Dallas interest you at the moment? No, I think in spot moments,
1: the Dallas is a team that we've talked about the last few weeks. They've been getting healthier. Obviously Kyrie now missing time again with the thumb, but he ended up coming back from the injury and then missing time again. Dallas as a collective getting healthier is just going to eat away at anyone's collective stardom but yeah. given Exum and Kyrie out now I mean look a little harder at the the green the Jones Jr the Grant Williams but nothing too exciting
0: Josh uh, in, green Houston, be my guy. in Houston um again not not a lot here when when they're healthy Jabari Smith man I don't know what they're playing. doing with their injury reporting um is he not but- playing He's, well, he's questionable again. So he was—he was, he missed a game and then he was off the injury report. Then he was questionable and missed the game. Then he was off the injury report. Now he's questionable again. So I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they keep taking him off the injury report and then putting him back on. Um, I'm just checking if we've had an update. In the let last.
1: me let me check for you the real update Adam. The real way we find out what's going on is we look towards the gambling market and see how the numbers are shifting. Uh Houston opened this game as a minus 5 favorite. I bet them and I gave them out as a pick in the Sports Ethos Discord and on my Fiddle Picks Twitter and I said we should back the Houston Rockets even though they're on the road as a minus 5 point favorite because they're getting Jabari Smith back and Jabari Smith unlocks them offensively to create pace defensively to put pressure on the opponent. Uh, this line is now at Houston Rockets minus five and a half. So we are seeing money come in on Houston side. Uh, 57% of the money bet on this game is on the Houston side. I think that is a
0: good sign towards Jabari Smith playing. Okay. Uh, good to know. I hope he does. Cause I've got him in a couple of lineups. So It'd be nice to get him back. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. So, but yeah, when they're healthy streaming, it's a little bit fickle. Uh, Cam Whitmore, who's been a bit up and down, if you're looking for points, that's sort of all he does. Dylan Brooks has been pretty good the last couple of games, but we see this. He'll often have these weeks where he's a top 60 player and then he goes back to being outside the top 180 kind of thing. So find a stream in uh, if you need some steals and some threes. And then amen Thompson, but if if Smith is back and, and they're healthy, then he his role sort of reduces quite significantly. So um, Brooks, if he's available, would probably be the pick of the three here for me.
1: I agree. Uh, Lean okay, on the vets. Yeah. Fantasy basketball is about leaning on your veterans sometimes. Yeah. Cam Whitmore might be sexy. amanda Thompson yeah. might be sexy.
0: Go home to your wife, and choose Dylan Brooks. Some good advice, sage advice there. Clippers, Mason Plumley and Daniel Tice. I've got them both on here. Plumley is going to start. Uh, I'm just having a look at who who do the Clippers play. Do they play tonight? They or play they the Raptors. Play
1: they play the Raptors tonight. They play travel to Boston tomorrow to play the Celtics. And then they get the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland on Monday. The Clippers are starting their first game of a seven-game road trip right now. A little bit of a trap spot the Friday-Saturday. Really tough to consider how they're going to handle some of these minutes and rotations as they start this road trip.
0: Yeah, and I, I sort of looking at that, or the reason for that question was thinking of who they're matching up against. Because I think if they're, and, and starting with the Raptors, Raptors aren't particularly big at the moment. Jakob Pertl is out. Um I think he might be He's close to a return. I'm not sure whether whether he's available tonight. Do Definitely out for this one. Yeah, yeah. Out for tonight. Henry's so, Henry's out too. so there's a chance this game goes small, which would mean Plumley and Tice are probably limited. Westbrook probably gets a bump. Terence Mann gets a bump. Norm Powell gets a bump because they're just going to play these guards and shift everyone up a little bit. So, yeah, I think Plumley and Tice are more matchup dependent thinking ahead even further to Boston with Porzingis likely out. They still do have Al Horford, but he's he's sort of not your your typical big body. He, he plays on the perimeter a little bit more. So maybe they go small in that game. So there's probably more. I guess the point here is that there's probably more value in streaming their guards than their bigs looking at their next couple of games.
1: Yeah, I think with the Clippers right now, if you could kind of figure out their big rotation, you can get ahead of it uh, and capitalize because any big that plays with hearted in fantasy becomes relevant. Yeah. Uh,
0: but it's hard to know which one. Uh, over to Memphis, the team that's the- full of streaming, um, knowing who to target, there's your Memphis top. John Concha, I picked him up in the league. I just I had a spot to fill. I didn't have my roster, wasn't uh, full tonight. So I've, I've picked him up and we'll just see what he can do. He's been playing about 28 minutes over the last four games. Gets you some rebounds. He doesn't score a lot, but he'll do other things. So someone to consider, GG Jackson, has been better um, over the last game or two. Xavier Tillman may have been dropped in some leagues because since he came back from injury, he's been coming off the bench. Uh, a little bit like Concha, won't score a lot, but he'll get you some boards, defensive stuff, a couple of assists. Uh, and Santi Aldama, who's questionable, I think, um, as well, so look, all of these guys I think are worthwhile considering. Knowing who is going to go off on on any given night is tough. So I, I'm prepared. As I said, I took a bit of a flyer on Concha. I've got Tillman in a couple of leagues, and I'm just I'm leaving him there. I think I've actually got him on the bench tonight in one league. But um, yeah, what would be, would you have a priority order of priority there looking at Memphis? Not right now. I think
1: Jiddy, as they call him, John Conchar, good because he gives you those out-of-position rebounds. He could hit some threes. He could fill in as some streamers. Nothing too crazy there. Their offense has been so lackluster, too. They're just not putting up many stats as a team. Pace is much lower than they normally play with. The injuries are just making this team. They're playing hard, but they clearly lack talent. Yeah, Adam, what is it? Maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, we talked about the Grizzlies being buyers of the trade candidate deadline even despite uh the injuries because of their contractual situation the next few years i found the guy that they're gonna go for yep It's it's wendell carter jr and he's a good buy low right now if he's still in orlando and you could go get him cheap if he makes it to memphis he is going to have a monster end of the season
0: uh he would yes upgrade on whoever they're rolling out at center at the moment um they yep. don't want to play jaron jackson at center yet uh so yeah that makes a lot of sense okay so if if wendell carter's probably not available uh just to pick up because he's been no, no, no over the last trade, week but yeah training trade, uh, yeah. Buy
1: low. yeah if you could try and scoop up wendell carter right now i think it's really really sneaky because it does seem like the magic might move on from him to get shooting because they do have depth at the bigs and Wendell Carter becomes the most attractive piece. They could get some shooting and a first round pick. If it comes in the form of Luke Kennard and, and a good first from Memphis, I think we're going to see that deal get done, which I think is the lead deal on the, on the table right now. And if he ends up next to Jaron Jackson and they're going through silly season together, guys that were in the same draft guys that are apparently great friends, look for Wendell Carter to be an absolute monster.
0: Yeah, you, you heard it here first. Maybe I haven't heard it anywhere, so I've heard it here first. Uh, on the Bucks, very little uh, in terms of streaming. Malik Beasley, if you need some threes, if he's floating around, grab him. But outside of that, I think Bobby Portis is probably rostered in most leagues, so I didn't put him on this list. Um, I don't think there's much to discuss there for the for the Bucks. Quick, quick thoughts on Doc Rivers. Absolutely. Oh, for me. Yeah. Ooh, um. I don't know. I don't. I don't mind the move. I mean, it was interesting. I think I've been listening to a few the the RotoWire guys. They're they're based in Milwaukee. A lot of them, so they they sort of they're on the ground there. And to listening to them, they weren't completely surprised that this happened. Um, there'd been rumblings. I I don't think he had the support of of the team. Their record probably masks some of the issues that were going on. Like I think they've still got a good record. They're thirty what, 30 and 13 or 31 and 13 or something. So they've still got a good record, but I mean, that's just based on pure talent, obviously. So I don't know. Like, I think Giannis would have had a lot of input into this decision. So they wouldn't have got Doc Rivers without Giannis sort of being on board with that. Um, If Giannis is on board, a lot of the team is probably on board. I think, I don't know. I mean, I still, I don't know how good Doc is as a, as a coach and we've seen, obviously you've seen all the stuff on Twitter about he leads teams to the first round of the playoffs and then they get bundled out. So that's obviously a concern, but I I do think that getting in a more experienced coach who is a, who can manage people is probably a good thing here. Um, What are your thoughts? I
1: think he's going to be fantastic for them. I think they have a real chance at winning the title. I was talking on check ball recently that, we i would have taken the heat to beat milwaukee in a series if it was spo versus adrian griffin yeah. now with doc rivers they're going to be a real threat against the celtics the bucks the heat they are back in the top tier contenders in the nba they are led by talent they have two all-star starters on their mm-hmm. in their starting five so i think they're the only team in the league so that's how you get to a 30 and 13 31 and 13 record now adrian griffin was atrocious I was, I was calling for his firing on the advantage too. I was heavily betting against the bucks in the right spots. Anytime they were a big favorite against a bad team, they didn't win by enough. They had these fourth quarter comebacks. They'd beat the Pistons by six and it wasn't,
0: it wasn't good. Uh, yeah, no, that's, yeah. I think, as I said, I, I heard as well from the, from those sort of Milwaukee guys that, yeah, this, this was coming. It wasn't a surprise, um, Adam before we talk about the New
1: Orleans Pelicans guys mm. we got a question from Joe Kim cuz it's Pelicans related do you believe Zion will ever play a back-to-back game this year and then we'll start talking about the
0: Pelicans guys Uh I it, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't but I think it might depend a little bit on their record I think if they if they Sitting nicely in the standings, they're winning games when he's playing, they're, they're winning when he's not playing. They won't. I, I, I just don't think they will. Um, maybe they do at some point, like if they really need to push, like maybe they're fifth and they really want to push into fourth or something in the last couple of weeks, maybe they do play him. but uh, But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't.
1: Yeah, I think 50-50 either way, which would make some of these guys prime candidates to target when they do have a back-to-back, whether it's Trey Murphy, Larry Nance, Jordan Hawkins, or Dyson Daniels, a little bit of pick-your-poison. They have some amazing three-point shooters who can fill in for streaming. If Trey Murphy, is that Trey Murphy that you're first, Murphy? If he's unowned, he should be scooped up in a hurry. Larry Nance, anytime he gets the minutes, can do a little bit of everything, I think Jonas Valanciunas has played so well this year that he's probably taken his name out of the rumor mill for trade candidates coming into the season. I think Jonas Valanciunas would have been a name that we would have definitely seen and we're not. So that's going to limit the upside of Larry Nance. And then Hawkins and Daniels, two young guards in New Orleans who just need playing time to get it done. What do you need? Do you need stocks? Do you need threes? Do you need assist? Do you need some primitive defense? If you, need, if you need the defensive stats, you go Daniels. If you need the threes, you go Hawkins. But as long as any of these guys get opportunity, you can get a pop game in a streaming situation. You target three games in four nights, we're probably going to have some Zion resting back-to-back, some mm-hmm. reduced minutes, some some play the young guys a little bit more, some let's not have Jonas Valanciunas run 34 minutes in back-to-back games. Let's give Larry Nance his 22-24. All of these guys are, are pretty nice streamer candidates.
0: Yeah, they are. And yeah, I think the Pelicans are on a back-to-back now. The, the issue with Murphy, the only issue for me is that he too could also rest for one of those games um, yeah. because of his knee stuff. So he's probably a little bit more of a risky guy there, whereas Nance I think has been pretty consistent um, since coming back from injury. OKC, I've got Isaiah Joe. Josh Giddy, if he was dropped, he might have been dropped in a few spots. If he was, I'd, I'd go and grab him. Um, but certainly worth streaming in and, and Isaiah Joe. Uh, obviously just our he's always on this list for for three pointers. Um I just read Jabari was, Smith is actually out for tonight. So No. There we go.
1: Let's see if the line changed. Houston uh, Rockets so, minus five. It just went from five and a half to five. And yeah, my so, money's still on Houston and that sucks.
0: Well yeah we'll we'll see. But with him out, yeah, your Whitmore, um Dylan Brooks, they they all get small bumps here because yeah. because he's out. So um in Orlando, you, you touched on Orlando. Uh, Wendell Carter has been better, uh, which has resulted in Goga Badadze being dropped in a lot of spots. He still has value, I think. If But the, the risk is that we we don't actually know if he's going to play every night. They, they seem to just be going with whoever they're matched up against. Um, so he's a little bit risky. Markel Fultz, uh, I don't think he'd be available anywhere now. But if he is, go and grab him. He's, he's not a stream, he's an ad. Joe Ingalls, Cole Anthony. Um, they look, they're, I mean, they're targets. They're, they're not super exciting. Um, Cole Anthony can be. He does have those random games where he'll go off for 22 points uh, in, in 24 minutes. We haven't seen it much uh, of late. So maybe he's due for a big game in the next couple of nights. I'm not sure. Uh, anything else on Orlando before I move to Phoenix? Is Jalen Suggs reaching the droppable status? <sighs> He's close. Uh, I wouldn't be dropping him. Uh, let me just bring up. I know I know he's been a bit ordinary. Um, so what if you're just... sitting on guys like
1: Brandon Miller and Vince Williams, you know, someone on who comes on the show very often might be stuck in this exact situation and uncertain yep. who to drop. Do I drop Brandon Miller or Vince Williams or do I hold on to Suggs?
0: Oh, it's uh, – I I still like Suggs, but I think I'd have Brandon Miller over him. I don't know. He's looked really good the last week. Um, yeah. And I think Vince Williams is just – he's getting better with every game. Like he, and his role is secure. Grizzlies don't have anyone coming back. I mean, there's rumors that Desmond Bain is going to try and come back in the next week or two, which – to me means that his injury wasn't as bad as they initially said because you can't come back from a severe ankle sprain in three weeks. So that aside, I, I think Vince Williams is – like, he's must roster. Suggs, I don't know. Like, he's outside the top 250 over the last two weeks. Um, his upside is probably not high enough. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think I'd – as much as I like Suggs, I think I would have Williams – and Brandon. Miller and like you have Caruso
1: moment. over Suggs too, right? Like you don't drop Caruso instead. I don't think so. No. No. Wow.
0: So yeah, yeah the
1: other one that I was considering was Mr. Dominating. Mr. I'll always be a Max player, DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> Mr. I can't come to the game because I got ice in my in my driveway and I only drive a sports car, DeAndre Ayton. And I, and then he comes out last night and plays 41 minutes and drops 18 and 17 and two blocks and a steal and I'm like, oh shit, I can't drop him. So. No, Jalen Suggs might be coming to a waiver wire near you. We could move on and talk about Phoenix. But again, this is why I go back to Adam coming full circle. If I had Trey Young or if I had one of those guys that was potentially coming back tonight and I yep. could activate him, I might leave him not activated and just let myself maintain the roster flexibility of figuring this out over the next few days if I don't yep. need the counting stats right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's certainly a strategy that, that you can do uh or consider. Phoenix, Eric Gordon, he's always on this list. If you need some threes, take a chance. But he's been pretty bad, honestly, over the last few weeks. Uh, Drew Eubanks has been better. Uh, better. Yusuf Nurkic has been pretty Great. bad. Um, oh, I've disagree. actually benched him tonight. Um, <laughs> Yusuf Nurkic, just mainly because of his turnovers. He's, he's had – I know he had six turnovers maybe three games ago. He had four turnovers in the last game. I don't want to centre on my team that's turning the ball over that much. So, um, yeah, I've actually benched him tonight, and, and maybe that'll uh, help him turn things around. In Portland, uh, just your usual guys here: Joe Upwreath, DeAndre Aiton is so inconsistent, but he's obviously starting. So, Reith is he's not a hold anymore, but you could consider picking him up and, and hope that Aiton just has one of those games where he's not engaged. Matisse Thibault, if you need defensive stuff, Jabari Walker, Tamani Kamara. I'd have Walker over Kamara at the moment pretty comfortably. Um, Walker is, I, I don't know, I think I'd maybe even consider him must roster at the moment in standard leagues. He's starting, he's playing big minutes. Um, anyone else? Thoughts on Portland?
1: Uh, none of those guys really interest me. Yeah, I think they're, not- I think they're a very be aware about, team as we approach the deadline. Is Brogdon going to stay around? Is Aiton going to stay around? Probably. Is Jeremy Grant going to stay around? Probably. But but Brogdon's probably on the way out. We've seen ramping up talks with teams like yeah. the Knicks. Uh, I think Miami getting Rogier takes them out of the mix, but maybe there are some others. Harden, of course, going to the Clippers a while ago, takes them out of the mix. These are the teams that have been rumored. Brogdon backers. Uh, if he went to the Knicks, it'd be a great fit, and it would open up uh, some playing time for even... Bull, Kamara, Walker, all of them should do a little bit better if they offload some guys at the deadline. Uh,
0: and then finishing up with the Spurs, now I've popped Zach Collins on here. Obviously when Wemby plays he doesn't have as much value and it is sounding like Wemby might play in the back-to-back. Um, and increased so, minutes And increased them. minutes, yep. Yeah. So if Absolute that's the case, fun. then Collins probably doesn't have enough value to be streamed. Um, but Look, I mean, if you want to take a chance on him and and see, because he he doesn't necessarily need a lot of minutes. So if he's getting 18 to 20 minutes, he could still do just enough. Uh, And Champagne, just if you need some points and threes, but doesn't really appeal to me. I'm I'm not really targeting anyone on the Spurs at the moment for for streaming. Am I wrong there? Is there anyone that, that tickles your fancy?
1: No, it would be Zach Collins in the right game spots. I think Sohan floats on a lot of waiver wires too because of his inefficiency. And yeah. in the right game spots, he could be played. If you are towards the end of the week and it's not a turnover or field goal free throw battle, but it's more of a stocks, rebounds and assists battle, it's like, all right, let me grab Sohan and play after that a little bit.
0: And then I'll just throw this one up quickly. And then I know you have to head out. Um, projected rankings in Yahoo, the what. Waiver wire top five, Tari Eason. I think he's still injured, but yeah. Look, if you want to stash him, um, Norm Powell. He's he's always a popular stream guy, as is Torian Prince, DeAndre Hunter when he's healthy, um, and C Martin. It could be either Martin really. It's probably the Miami Martin I, I would say because the Charlotte Martin has been hurt for a lot of the season. So um, yeah, Tor- Torian Prince. I don't know. He's been all right for the Lakers. Not not terrible. Um, to uh,
1: to that guy, I would go look at the transaction trends column more than just the top waiver, like the ranking. Because if you go to transaction trends, it's, it's a little bit more of a reflection of who's been doing well and whose schedule is advantageous. So Adam, quickly, and we'll get out of here. Is I'm looking at mine, it's John Conchar, Larry Nance, uh, Podzemski, Harrison Barnes, and Fiebel are the top five on mine. So a bunch of guys that we talked about. Harrison Barnes... <laughs> Wow. They yeah. are they are real What do you think that is? You think that's the the Kings trying to showcase him and trade him? My one of my buddies said Harrison Barnes also wants to get traded. So he and the Kings are in agreement to feature him for a few games.
0: It could be. I mean, it's he does. I mean, he can do this. Like, we've seen him do it right. in his career oh, yeah. where he'll have a week of where he just can't miss. And he'll, but that's just not his role on this team. So it's like, it why are a, you asking him to fill this role this week? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's mm. certainly curious. Um, yeah. It makes sense to move off him because you have Keegan Murray now. So it's, he fills that, that role that Barnes has been filling for the last five years. So yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's probably a trade coming there with him as well. Um, I'm going to let you get out of here because you need to get that dog to the vet. Tell people what you've got coming up. I know you've got your, your regular shows, but some people might not know what you're doing for us at the moment. So I'm the
1: uh, NBA betting expert. I do dabble in some fantasy stuff, but so much of what I do on the betting side revolves around knowing these teams' schedules, travel spots, which makes me the ultimate fantasy streamer, but my bread and butter is betting the NBA. I am actually going to be traveling next week. So you won't see me next week, but go sign up for, uh, or go subscribe to fantasy basketball international's YouTube channel, or the advantage sports betting podcast, or my Twitter handle fiddles picks, and you will get uh, NBA bets. You will get podcasts about betting the NBA uh, strategy guides to understanding it all. A lot of fun stuff. And of course, when I'm not traveling, a weekly show with my buddy Adam King.
0: That's right. Uh, yeah, plenty plenty of stuff going on in the betting world and in the fantasy world as well. That will do it for today's show. Remember to check out all of our content at fbibasketball.com. Uh, head over to our Discord server, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you consume podcast content. We are there. We'd appreciate a thumbs up and a like. That would be great. Until next time, catch up.